Welcome to the Stephen Mansfield Audio Podcast. We are living through one of the most unusual presidential elections in American history. Donald Trump is opposing Hillary Clinton for the presidency of the United States. The statistics show that more than half of Americans distrust each of them. It is weird, it is insulting, it is boisterous, and it's going to get worse. And I'll comment on that election in the future, and I will give narrative. But right now, in this podcast, I want to tell you about some important things that are happening beneath the veneer of that election, beneath the hubbub and the storms and the the media firestorms that are taking place. I want to tell you about some things that are meaningful in America, uh, some of which, most of which, we can make a difference in uh, in our individual lives, at a local level, uh, at our church level, at our synagogue level, at our mosque level, at at our community level. And I believe that we should be doing those things. Let me tell you what some of these are, and I'm going to use just statistics to speak for themselves. I'll give some comment, but I think the numbers will speak for themselves. I should say that I'm very well aware of Mark Twain's dictums, that there are lies, damn lies, and statistics. So some of these statistics might be a little bit skewed, but trust me, you can verify what I'm saying online, and all of these stats I'm about to use come from major national research organizations that are, for the most part, without an ideological slant. Let me tell you, for example, that in the next 24 hours, 1,900 children will be killed in an abortion. If you accept as I do that a child in the womb with a beating heart who can feel pain, uh, who is aware of the outside world, according to recent research, then you believe that an abortion is the taking of a human life. So I thought I'd start off with a hard-hitting stat. 1,900 children will die in the next 24 hours from abortion. That is the daily rate, the daily average for abortion in America. Here is another related stat. Since Roe v. Wade was passed in 1973, 17,772,637 black children have been put to death. Now, I grieve all the unrighteous shootings that have happened of late, the horribly unnecessary, illegal, murderous shootings of young black people of late, but I will have to tell you, I wish our outrage were as great. For 17,772,637 black lives killed since Roe v. Wade in 1973. This is a tragedy because black lives do indeed matter. By the way, just under 60 million babies of every kind killed since 1973. Here's another stat on a different subject that I hope will rile you and make you aware that sometimes these media firestorms of political nature aren't really dealing with the real issues. Every day in America, 22 veterans commit suicide. Every day in America, 22 veterans commit suicide. This is a tragedy that those who fought for us, those who probably went abroad, to serve and to face danger are killing themselves at a rate of 22 a day. You can help make a difference in that even in your community. Every day in America, 
And let's let's just put this in the context of schools starting up here in a few weeks. Every day in America, 8,300 students drop out of school. Every day, an average of 8,300 students drop out of school. And I do not need to tell you that those who drop out of high school tend to have higher criminal rates, tend to make far less money, and tend to report far less satisfying lives, not just because they did not get that last bit of book learning, but because a high school graduation and then a, high, a college graduation are both sort of stamps on our record that allow us to achieve more and open, open greater doors. 8,300 students drop out every day. While we're talking about schools, let me tell you that I learned not long ago at a conference in Maryland that what prison administrators use to guess at and to estimate what size prisons they will need in so many years, they use fourth grade records from the schools. The the academic performance of fourth graders, the psychological profiles of fourth graders, uh, even the, the, the home life and criminal situations and drug addiction situations of fourth graders tell prison officials in this country what they will need X number of years down the road. So the state of a fourth grader in this country is very indicative of where we will be, say, two decades later in terms of prison population. By the way, while we're talking about the young, one in five children in this country live under the poverty line. One in five children live under the poverty line. And while I know the question of a poverty line can be much debated, let me just give you one example. If you have three people in a home with two of them related children, that means a mom or a dad and two related children, the poverty line is $19,000. So a mom, a single mom, let's say, and two children that let's assume are hers, that poverty line is $19,000. And one in five in America live under a similar or that poverty line. Okay. Now, while that is going on, we give in this country $37 billion in foreign aid. $37 billion in foreign aid. Uh, we give $28 million in foreign aid to China, to China, which we consider to be an enemy and which we consider to be a very prosperous nation. Now, that being the case, the top five recipients of American foreign aid are Israel, Afghanistan, Pakistan, Iraq, and Egypt. Israel, Afghanistan, Pakistan, Iraq, and Egypt receive most of our foreign aid. Now, let me tell you quickly to make to make sure that I'm being fair, that for our foreign aid bill in this country is less than 1% of our total federal budget. But given some of the stats I have told you about poverty, given some of the stats that I have told you about uh, suffering in America, what could a portion of that 37 million, I'm sorry, billion dollars do? In fact, what could we do with 28 million that we give to, of all places, China? And just to put in perspective uh, some of our recent issues about gay, lesbian, bi, uh, transgender Americans, the total number of gay, uh, transgender, 
by, etc. The whole smear, the whole uh, array of people who are of quote alternative sexuality unquote. That's 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 their uh, term occasionally, not mine. Is three percent of America, three percent. Now let me let me not be misunderstood. I don't want to see them harmed. I want them to have their rights protected. I want them, if they choose to live out that lifestyle, which as, as everyone listening to this podcast knows, I consider to be a sinful lifestyle. Nevertheless, I want them protected by the laws of this land in the same way that I, I want a, a person who drinks too much or a person who is adulterous or, or etc. Uh, to be protected by the laws of the land in terms of their person and in terms of their rights. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not mentioning this stat to say that I want them abused. But I do want to say that we are turning our entire country upside down for 3%. That 3% is very wealthy. That 3% is very articulate. That 3% is highly represented in media. And so we not only have redefined marriage in this country accordingly, we now have laws, for example, a recent law in California um, that could very easily shut down Christian schools, shut down Christian colleges and universities, dramatically change the shape of education and, uh, frankly, of all public facilities in that country. And all of that is for 3%. And quite frankly, statistically, I think that number is high. Let me say again, so I don't engender offense for the wrong reasons. I'm happy to engender offense for, for my views, but I'm not wanting to engender offense for, uh, for just myths and for just misunderstanding. I want every gay, trans, bi person in this country to be protected by the laws of the land. I don't want them to be molested. I want them to have rights. I want them to be able to visit the people they love in their hospital beds and when they're passing from this life, etc. At the same time, we need to keep in mind, allowing stats to speak clearly to us, that we are turning our entire country upside down for less than 3% of the population. Now, I say all these stats so that we just keep in mind some of the important issues of our time that are going beneath the radar of our national media firestorm. Donald Trump and Hillary Clinton will beat the hell out of each other in the coming months. It's going to be bloody. And by the time November 8th comes around, we will still be aborting 1,900 children a day. We will still have one in five children under the poverty line. We will still be giving away $37 billion to countries that, for the most part, do not need it. Uh, we will still be uh, turning ourselves in knots for a tiny minority uh, because there is uh, a rule in this country by judiciary rather than by elected assemblies. Uh, we have serious issues in our society. The majority of them can be dealt with by people like you and me at a local level. You and I can love a veteran, take a veteran in our home, make sure veterans are taken care of locally, ask questions about the health of veterans in our churches and our places of worship, um, urge our congressmen and senators to take better care of them, look out for veterans on the streets, etc. That's something that can happen at a local level. You and I can make a difference about uh, poverty in the lives of children. That's not just a government action that needs to occur. You and I can even make a difference in the abortion rate. Because the sad statistic is uh, that that many of those uh, abortions that are acquired in America are vanity abortions gained by uh, fairly average American kids uh, who simply don't want to carry the results of their sexual misdeeds to full term. 
Well, how about we open our homes? How about we have a conversation with them? How about we offer to adopt those children, etc., etc., etc.? This country is very malleable. Great good can still be done, but we are being distracted by a national media firestorm. Yes, it's important who becomes president. I think it's fairly obvious who is going to become president. And all of these battles will still be there. And most of them are very winnable wars. So let's let the numbers speak. Let's think through solutions. Let's not be discouraged. Let's make the difference we can make. Stephen Mansfield is a New York Times bestselling author, a popular speaker, and a frequent faith and culture commentator on Fox and CNN. His groundbreaking books on faith and society include The Faith of George W. Bush, The Search for God in Guinness, Mansfield's Book of Manly Men, and The Miracle of the Kurds. His new book is Ask the Question, Why We Must Demand Religious Clarity from Our Presidential Candidates, available on Amazon. Learn more about Stephen at stephenmansfield.tv. The Stephen Mansfield Podcast is directed by Isaac Darnell, who also wrote, produced, and performed the podcast theme song. This is a Chartwell Literary Group production.